Additional support for today's episode of Heat Treat Radio is provided by the Metal Treating Institute, producers of Furnaces North America and MTI's Online Academy for Heat Treaters. More on the web at www.heattreat.net. Hello and welcome to another episode of Heat Treat Radio. I'm your Heat Treat Radio host, Doug Glenn, publisher of Heat Treat Today magazine. Joining us today is Jean-Francois Cloutier, the CEO of Nitrex. Hi, my name is Jean-Francois Cloutier. I go by JF. I'm the CEO of Nitrex, and I'm glad to, uh, to be here today. JF will be sharing his background on how his company re-envisioned themselves in the industry implementing six initiatives resulting in a transformative rebranding of the entire organization. JF will also talk about what the art of the deal looks like and what a mutually beneficial business relationship looks like with GM Enterprises. Stick around to hear more. But first, a question. Do you know a talented young professional working in the North American heat treat industry? Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 recognizes such individuals each year, rewarding them with special exposure through Heat Treat Today's various media channels. Go to heattreattoday.com slash 40 under 40 nominate. That's the number 40 under the number 40 nominate to nominate a customer, a colleague, or even yourself. And while you're visiting the Heat Treat Today website, subscribe to any of the seven e-newsletters that Heat Treat Today produces each and every month to keep you abreast of the latest tips and technologies that develop within the North American heat treat industry, be it aerospace, automotive, medical, energy, or general manufacturing. To subscribe to any of our e-newsletters or our print magazine, visit Heat Treat Today's website, or go directly to www.heattreattoday slash subscribe. So let's get back to today's talk. Let's start with some background before getting into Nitrex's synergy with GM Enterprises and the art of the deal. JF, let's hear a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I've been in the industrial world for... um many years. I worked for Bombardier, um, you know, Canadian train and planes uh, manufacturer for mm-hmm. roughly 17 years. Um, I had my own business before that, but uh, I mean, for a few years, but mainly I, I came, you know, working, I worked for Bombardier 17 years. Then I worked for uh, the rail division of Caterpillar called Progress Rail was acquired mm-hmm. uh, by Caterpillar in 2006. I worked for them uh, three years and um, I wanted to get closer to uh to the the family here so came back and uh and started at nitrex about a year ago actually it was in april last year so uh, it's roughly a year and a month or so as the ceo here so uh so yeah so i've worked uh i've worked in different countries uh different places uh for both bombardier and and caterpillar Uh, so in canada and the u.s and Mm -hmm. mexico and china different places so uh so so yeah, and I'm pretty so and and you know I've been I've been in supply ch- I worked in supply chain for some years so uh, mm-hmm. so we were involved in in supply chain at the time uh, with heat treating services so 
Um, okay. I'm, I'm not an expert, but um, but you know, I was I was slightly familiar with the with the industry, so I would, uh, would summit the processes. So decided to join Nitrex and a great company, and uh, we'll talk about it. But it's, right. yeah, it's been uh, it's been growing, so it's all uh, right. And you really nice. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm. It's been interesting to watch over the last year or so to to see the the progress made. You've got a. It seems to me you've got a really solid uh, management team in place. Yeah, we brought in. I mean, it's. I think it's a well balanced team between you know people of experience that, that you know from the industry that were at Nitrax for many years. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously Michelle Corwin staying on board as an advisor uh, um, is very good for me. Um, he's got you know tremendous experience. Chris Morawski as well, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paulo Leskovich. So we have we have people with lots of years of experience. Even even a. A gentleman like Jason Oras, you probably know. Yeah, yeah. Jason has, uh, yeah. So Jason uh, has been in the industry for for many years. His father, well, they had a family business involved with with Nitrax, dealing oh, with yeah. Nitrax for many years. So, yeah. so Jason, Jason, he's relatively young. He's not even forty, and he's got probably twenty years already in the business. So, um, yeah. so very good. And also, you know, we brought in. Uh, some people, uh, Olivier Corrette, he's, um, he's a guy that used to work at, for, for Bombardier as well, um, different fields and different countries as well, quite a global guy, um, Elizabeth in HR from, uh, from uh, Caterpillar as well. So, right. so yeah, so um, I think, uh, I think we, got, uh, we got a solid team in place now. Uh, I mean, the team was, was very good before as well. Don't get sure. me wrong, okay? But, but, you know, with the direction we wanted to take, with the growth and and becoming a bit more global, so uh, we felt the need to bring in, you know, people with global experience too. So, right. good add-ons, yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about the the business units that currently yeah. exist in uh, in in Nitrex. Just your breakdown again. I heard the webinar, but why don't you why don't you just run down through the basic business units of Nitrex? Let's talk about them a little bit independently, but let's just get an overview first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, Nitrex actually. I'll start a bit, you know, uh, since the beginning uh, without you know going too much detail. But the the, com- the company was founded in 1984, and it grew uh, throughout time um, organically, but also through acquisitions, and that's how. That's how the company at the end uh, became vertic- vertically integrated with uh, three divisions, um, especially UPC, uh, United Process Controls, will will now uh, be branded UPC Marathon, as uh, as you probably heard during mm-hmm. the webinar. But um, so UPC grew through multiple acquisitions, PE in Germany, and uh, and as well as uh, Marathon, uh, Walkie. Atmosphere engineering. So, mm-hmm. so the company Nitrex grew throughout times through acquisitions, and more recently with GM Enterprises, as, yeah, as you heard. So, right. um, so that's a kind of a unique position in the market. Um, there are not that many companies uh, vertically integrated with uh, you know, design and uh, manufacturing capabilities of furnaces. Uh, that's NTS, um, heat treating services with. Uh, uh, H, what we call HDS, heat treating services, mm-hmm. and and you know United Process Controls now UPC Marathon, um, with controls, software, and and different uh, equipment 
for the uh, heat treating industry. So, so this position is quite unique, and for us, it's been working very well because the goal of the company uh, or how we present ourselves, and that's a bit where the rebranding came from, because mm-hmm. we present ourselves as a solutions provider, and it may be look very wide, but what it means is that we can go beyond selling a product. So we have experts in, in different fields, metallurgy, and obviously people with lots of experience in heat treating. Um, but we can go beyond selling a furnace or we can go beyond mm-hmm. selling a component. When when we're approached by a customer, usually, unless they want to buy specific components, most of the time there's a challenge, there's a problem to solve. Right. So we have, so, so we have to, un- to understand the, the the problem where it come where it's coming from what's the application and that that kind of brings us into understanding a little bit more the the component or the application and and that's that's why you know we consider ourselves that's one of the reasons we consider ourselves solution providers so we we can work with the OEMs and uh, understand the, the, the problematic and go beyond, you know, the equipment itself. And then after we can sell them the, the proper equipment or, or upload the, the proper recipe to, to, to the furnace if it's, a, if it's a problem related to that. But, um, but in any case, you know, that's, that's why we consider ourselves a solution provider. And then, you know, since we started to grow internationally and after with the acquisition of GM Enterprises, you know, presenting ourselves to the market as a solution provider, uh, we looked at how the company was positioned in the market in terms of corporate image, and we realized that it was probably time to rebrand um, some some of our brand and and present ourselves to the market to uh, with a more accurate image of who we are. Right. And that's that's what generated the discussions around. Okay, it's time. It's probably time to rebrand. And we had the new management team on board, and mm-hmm. and and the company um, after putting together our strategic plan, um, definitely we saw a need to to diversify as well. So, so all this together, um, you know, supported the need to rebrand. That's why we came to the market uh, recently right. with this right. rebranding. You know, the rebranding looks good. I can tell you, it's just personal opinion. I thought it looked really good, very, very uh, modern looking. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you did a good job. So uh, JF, let's let's talk a little bit more specifically because I think a lot of people are interested with your most recent move, and that is the acquisition of GM Enterprises. Address the address the thinking behind that and the vision that lies ahead for that company. Yeah. So um, so. It's in line with our, our philosophy of being in the, you know, complexity, high range, uh, high range sheet uh mm-hmm. provider. Um, so, you know, we're we're kind of in a big niche. Let's call it that way. It's kind of a, it's kind of um, uh, how could I say uh, two words that maybe you know are, are may look contrary but but you know the the we are we are in gas nitriding and we were known for gas nitriding but we were a little bit more than that and and um and we have other processes internally um mm-hmm. but the uh, to go back to the reasoning of uh, of acquiring gm enterprises so gm enterprises uh, is a lead in their field in the US and there was a good complementary um 
uh, it's it's very complementary in terms of product portfolio with what we have. So GM was mainly focused on the Americas business. Mm-hmm. Nitrex uh, was slightly more global, so it's a good complement for for GM and and for us. So, and the other thing is, and the main thing really is to be in the vacuum and get in a segment where we were less present, which is the aerospace segment, right. as well as uh, MIM uh, defense. Uh, 3D, so printing. So we were not so much in the in those fields. Um, so we, Nitrex is more industrial, automotive, um, and a s- slight presence in aerospace. But now with the acquisition of GM, we reinforced the, that se- those segments, which is the ones I just mentioned. So right, defense, right. Uh, aerospace, and, and MIM. So that was a good complement to the product portfolio, a good complement to the, uh, the, the in terms of markets, um, and also in terms of company values, mm-hmm. um, yep. we're quite aligned. So both companies were, were born, you know, uh, with an entrepreneur mindset and, mm-hmm. and grew like that throughout the years. And despite the difference in size, Nitrex uh, is, you know, larger in size than, than GM, those values are still present in both companies. So uh, I think it was a good fit. And the timing was was right. So, um, and I'm also glad that Suresh uh, Jawar, the previous owner, decided to to stay with us because obviously he's a he's a library of information, right, and knowledge. Same <laughs> as Michelle Corwin and uh, yeah. and Chris Morowski. So, so to your point about the management team and you know uh, who's who's, who's um, the, the yeah the, the management team uh, I think I think it reinforces that, that yeah. point. Of, yeah. Well, I've known Suresh for many, many years, and uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's, and I do, I do like his entrepreneurial spirit, which is great. So, so let's talk about the art of the deal just for a half a second here. We're not a lot of time, but uh, just very briefly, uh, can you give us a timeline and how the deal came about with GM? And then, I, then I'd like to move ahead after that, JF, just to talk yeah. about your vision for the future for for GM a little bit, a little bit more. So, how did the how the deal come about? First off. Well, discussion started um, last fall, more or less. It went, I would say, pretty quick and smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Suresh and, and his team are, are, are uh, good negotiators as well. So uh, <laughs> we took, we had some discussions, and uh, but uh, but honestly, I think it went uh, it went pretty well, and sure. the deal was concluded at the beginning of, of this year, mm-hmm. and uh, we started to look at the synergies between the two companies. Uh, and one of them is definitely um, the, the potential to sell GM products uh, in, in other geographies where Nitrex is a mm-hmm. bit stronger. Right. Um, that's that's a, you know that's why I was saying it's kind of a complement to our product portfolio, sure. but also in terms of market. So um, so we started to work on that. Uh, started to to train our people internally mm-hmm. uh, on both you know start training GM sales team as well as vice versa, you know, on both, uh, both products. So, uh, that has started. Um, and you know, the, the, the Nitrex sales network will definitely benefit uh, GM products. So, uh, so there's great potential in, in Europe and China as well. Um, even though GM has sold in the past in China, but, um, Nitrex, we have, uh, a sales force there. We have, uh, a plant, uh, as well as opening a new one. Um, in the east of China, in Ningbo, more more precisely. So, okay. uh, so we're expanding. Yeah, so we're expanding in China. So 
so that will benefit definitely uh, GM and and other uh, you know uh, products of nitrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. So the future, I mean, GM's future. Um, I mean, I think I think it's expanding in in geographies where where the products were were not necessarily uh, you know sold that much in the past. Or so leverage the sales uh, the sales network of Nitrex and. Um, and uh, you know, share the knowledge internally. So uh, bet- between the two uh, the two companies, um, so GM Enterprises remains a you know an entity like it was, but now part of a larger group, Nitrex. Right. So um, right. Yeah. Can you address the uh, management team over there now? I, I understand Pontus is staying on, but you've brought somebody else new in to to the GM position. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking. So we brought um, we brought in a, a gentleman of name um, of Larry Jackson. So Larry, Larry's a, a, a long timer aerospace guy. He's been in the aerospace industry for for many years, in charge of uh, various operations. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be a bad idea one day to, to organize something with him if you if you have an interest. But yeah. Larry, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Larry has been managing aerospace operations for for a long time. He joined us about three months ago. Um, that was part of the plan when we acquired the, the company that eventually uh, Suresh uh, would want to to start phasing out gradually. Although he's uh, despite despite his, his long years of experience, he's still full of energy and, uh, uh, and yeah. wants to wants to stay around. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of succession planning, it was important to uh, to bring someone uh, who would want to stay with us for for years. Sure. So uh, so we brought in Larry. And uh, very good, very good acquisition. He's brought in as well a supply chain manager and uh, started, you know, to to make some improvement in the operation. So, uh, so so far, yeah, pretty happy. It's going very well, uh, well integrated as well with uh, with Nitrex. So, uh, so um, operation best practices, uh, procedures, uh, you know, processes that we were following at Nitrex are now. You know, being implemented at the GM, so uh, so mm-hmm. so far a successful integration. Yes, right, right. So changing direction just a little bit, JF. Uh, you've got a, a a very interesting, I think, kind of very succinct, very powerful uh, tagline: mastering strength worldwide. So let, let's talk. You've already talked a little bit about some expansion going on in Ningbo in China. Um, maybe address for the listeners the uh, some other things that might be going on. Most notably, presence in Europe, Poland, and uh, and any other places that you anticipate uh, growth worldwide. Maybe maybe with the exception of North America, which we can address independently. Yeah, sure. So we're expanding our plant in Poland. Um, you know, starting about ex- to talk about expansion. So the plant in Poland um, is our flagship in terms of design and manufacturing of furnaces. Um, at the t- about a year ago when I joined, we had, uh, well, the team before me had started to to look at the expansion potential or possibility. So we move forward with that project. Um, that's going to double our capacity. Um, right now, obviously, you know, we're going through, uh, through some challenges in the economy in general. Uh, however, However, um, you know, the business is, you know, is good for Nitrex and uh, we still see uh, lots of potential to grow. So we decided to pursue uh, the expansion of that plan, which should be completed before the end of this calendar year. 
so that that is a, a, a very important project for us. Uh, the other one I mentioned is Ningbo in China. Um, so we we already have a site in Wuxi, China, um, uh-huh. uh, west of Shanghai. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's some demand in the in that area of China and and others. But uh, we're starting with uh, with Ningbo. So after discussing with with some uh, with our partners in in China, our team there as well as some customers. So uh, we decided to move forward the expansion that should be ready sometime in the fall as well. Uh-huh. Um, so, so again, you know, in line of, you know, strength and, and growth. So, uh, I'll explain a bit where, where we're coming from with mastering strength, but in, in terms of expansion, so we see ourselves expanding in China, um, you know, in, in Poland, which is our, our flagship site will, uh, will continue to grow. Um, we are invested and we can talk about it later. Uh, we're investing in the U.S. as well in our Chicago plant, uh-huh. yeah. which is an important operation for us. So uh-huh. um, we can expand later on this. Um, sure. But, um, but you know, we've signed as well a, a, a rep agreement with uh, a company in India, uh, which was a, a geography where we were not so present. Um, so we're making some steps into into India as well. So... Um, so, so far it's, it's, um, it's a story of growth. Um, uh, we are looking at, you know, there might be some other acquisitions. Uh, I cannot talk about it right now, but you know, we're still, we're still looking at, at growing. Yeah. So, uh, okay, good. So these expansions, uh, internationally, the, the Ningbu and, uh, in Poland, this is for, is it for heat treatment services? Is it for equipment or is it for controls? Yeah. Okay. Good, good question. It's for, uh, NTS, so Nitrex turnkey system, so furnaces, as well as, uh, United process, uh, controls. Okay. Um, so we're making more space for both, uh, divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should say we have some heat treating, uh, services capacity there. Mm-hmm. But the main, uh, the floor is mainly used for um, furnaces as well as for UPC. So that that will this site is is becoming really our our main site uh, within Europe to supply uh, our customers right. um, from. So okay, so we so we touched a bit. Is there anything more? I didn't want to don't want to cut you off. If there's anything more you want to address as far as growth internationally, then I would like to come back and let's talk North America a bit. Yeah. Um, no, I think on the international side, uh, we talked about um, we talked about uh, a little bit of India, uh, China, which is you know we we're seeing now a, a comeback, a strong comeback in China after uh, uh, after the situation you know being a bit more under control in terms of the COVID nineteen. So right. we saw a good rebound in China. Good. Um, and uh, so far, Nitrex have gone through the storm quite well. Uh, this company has been through different storms in the past, uh, mm-hmm. like in 2008, 2009, for instance. And because, you know, I would say because of the this integration of three different divisions, um, I, I think that's one of the key success factors uh, of this integration. So, you know, when customers sometimes... Uh, you know, delay some capex decisions, then you know our other divisions do well, uh, so it compensates. So, you know, the synergy between the three, and now you know we will integrate 
a little bit more sales network between the three companies. So that will help us going through uh, future storms, if any, let's touch wood, that there will not be uh, others like that. But uh, um, but we will be even better prepared uh, on a global scale to uh, Mm-hmm. To, to face uh, that kind of storm. And, he, and also uh, in terms of manufacturing capability, capability. So for certain products, we have the capability to manufacture in different sites uh, inside the Nitrex group. So that's, that should help us uh, grow to, uh, right. go to, um, yeah, to potential storms in the future if yeah. there, there are others. When we return, JF will share with us their expansion plans in North America before he gives us a breakdown of what mastering strength means from a management perspective. But first, let's talk about the Metal Treating Institute, or more commonly known as the MTI. For you manufacturers with your own in-house heat treat departments, you need to know about MTI for three specific reasons. Here they are. Number one. MTI is globally the largest network of commercial or contract heat treaters with over 300 heat treat companies in their membership network. That means if you're looking for someone to handle heat treat overflow, heat treat special projects, or even if you're looking to completely outsource your heat treat operations, the MTI is the best place to start. Number two, MTI's online academy is the premier heat treat training venue in the world today. They have over 175 hours of technical and management training content, which is practical for everyday heat treaters and can help satisfy training requirements for NADCAP, CQI9, and nearly every other quality certification entity in existence today. They even offer certification programs for quality furnace operators, heat treat technical specialists, heat treat specialists, and heat treat management specialists. If you're looking for quality online heat treat training, MTI's online academy should be your first stop. And number three, finally, MTI is the producer of Furnaces North America, one of the leading face-to-face trade events in the North American heat treat market. If you're looking to get out of your COVID-induced quarantine and rub shoulders with some real people, figuratively speaking, plan on attending Furnaces North America, scheduled for September 30th through October 2nd in Louisville. You can find more about FNA 2020 on the website at www.furnacesnorthamerica.com. And you can find out more about MTI generally and their commercial heat treat network and their online heat treat academy by visiting www.heattreat.net. That's www.heattreat.net. Now, let's get back to our talk with Jean-Francois Cloutier. I next asked JF to explain Nitrex's North American expansion plans and what he meant by strength-based management. Let's talk about that. You were talking about the uh, plant expansion in Chicago, and let's just use that as a segue into discussing North America plans a little bit more. Yeah, so um, so in the U.S., um, it, we have uh, different HTSIT trading services. Uh, UPC, also United Process Control, is an important facility in, in Milwaukee. Uh, but we are we are investing in, in our Chicago site um, with... Uh, 
um, nitrox equipment, but some some other processes as well that uh, will be talking in a, in the near future. It's underway, uh-huh. uh, but we're expanding the infrastructure as well. Um, Chicago is a you know well a good location for us, well located, uh-huh. uh, close to to different uh, different industries. Um, we're we're serving industrial companies um, as well as uh, automotive uh, jobs there. Um, so. So we saw the need to, to expand there. Um, this site uh, and others will also grow. Um, you know, we equip um, some of our sites with our own equipment, um, with the Nitrex equipment. We have other processes, although most of our sites are, are in general equipped mainly with Nitrex uh, gas nitriding furnaces. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, so the U.S., um, I mean, like right now, with the GM, that's one of the reasons we were interested in GM as well. Um, uh-huh. It was a good diversification for us. Um, right. We are, we were not, like I said, not so present in aerospace, and and now it's a good balance between aerospace, automotive, industrial, and uh, we are we started to see some growth as well in defense. Right. Um, and that's a segment that uh, we are going to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, so, so when we put all this together, that's why we decided to to keep investing in in Chicago. Uh, our site in Indiana was recently equipped with a, an additional furnace as well. Um, Michigan, um, where we serve the automotive industry, but also industrial, uh, there's some growth planned there as well. Okay. So in general, that's why, you know, uh, the story has been quite good uh, in the last year, but especially, you know, also in the, in the last year that I can talk about more, obviously, since I joined. But, you know, it's been a growth story. And, and the, the, to go back to your point about mastering strength, uh, you know, that's, we, we put a group together and we try to identify the values and what are the the elements that bring bringing the three divisions together under, you know, a similar or, or a harmonized set of values. And that's what people came, came with, you know, we have strong processes, we have strong people in the company, strong knowledge that was, you know, accumulated for, for years um, that we gained through um, working with different OEMs, but also people have a lot of experience uh, still with us. So, Right. So the word uh, strength was coming often. Um, so that's why we decided to build more on that. Um, so that's why you'll see more and more mastering strength. And, you know, it's, it's based on you know, strong processes, strong people. Right. Uh, we make we make part last longer and stronger and, uh, and et cetera. Right. So right. it's a common right. thing. Yeah. I also like yeah. your... Uh your your lead L E A D acronym that you used in the webinar leadership experience agility and 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 diligence. I thought that was good. You know, diligence is one of those things not often uh, not often remembered as a as a real virtue. You know, sometimes you just got to stick to it. Doggone it. You know. Yeah. Well, that's. Um, I mean, that's part of that focus group we put together. They came up with with different values and. Yeah. When we summarized them, we said, oh, that's interesting. It makes the word uh, lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was a, a characteristic of the, the people here. I was uh, really proud of the team uh, uh, because, yeah, agility agility is also a, a good one uh, because, 
you know, as as times, especially in the, the situation we're in right now, uh, I think uh, remaining agile despite the growth is something we have mm-hmm. always have to keep in mind. Right. Um, right. Always keep the entrepreneur and. Uh, and customer uh, customer service. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, very good. A couple more questions, then we can r- we'll wrap it up here, JF. So I'm looking. Yeah. I think we've covered all of these things, but I'll just throw these out because this, I thought this was a good slide. I I, I captured it off of your presentation. Uh, yeah. You you have initiatives that we've started, and there were six items there, and I think we've hit on all of these. But if you want to expound on any of these, let me know. There was increased production capacity, expand heat treat services capacity. Expand global footprint into new geographies. Again, I think we've covered most of those. Yeah. Optimize sales network and go-to-market strategies. Implement modern management systems and selectively pursue M&A opportunities. Of course, that one's of interest to me, but I can understand your reservation to you know, be cautious on that. But any, anything jump out to you that you want to expand on in those six? Well, I think, yeah, like you said, we covered, I think, the, the essence of most of them um, we're investing as well in in a system because as we're growing and bringing on board uh, like GM for instance there's a need to make sure our our, our we are connected uh, all together right. that we speak the same language in terms of you know financial language but as well as operations so metrics etc so we're implementing a system and mm-hmm. and you know that leads to to connectivity um, so first, you know, we talk a lot about connectivity these days, but, you know, first internally, we have to make sure that we are all connected so we can keep growing with a solid platform. And then once, if we make other acquisitions, well, then, um, you know, we will make sure that we can, we can, we have a management system in place that allows us to, to fast, to quickly integrate any other companies. But, but it leads also to connectivity. Um, you know, you were asking me earlier, how do I see the future and definitely digitalization and connectivity Mm -hmm. is something that that will be quite important in our industry and for us uh, when I look at different OEMs what they're doing and after I've worked for many years in in OEMs um, definitely complexity of supply chain uh, velocity of supply chain um, is increasing and the OEMs, they want to have, you know, fast response, uh, no disruption in their operation. And the heat treating is part of, the, of their supply chain, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we need to adapt. And they are getting into connectivity. Caterpillar is doing it and many other OEMs. So, so I think that's the future of the, uh, of the heat treating industry, at least for Nitrex, uh, we are go moving towards uh, in that direction of being having our equipment connected. Uh, make sure that all our sites also are you know can be managed in, in a standard way. Uh, mm-hmm. But connectivity to the equipment, uh, having assets connected, and et cetera. So so that's something we're investing in R and D. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. All right, so two two final things. Uh, one, if, if you can speak just briefly, JF, to NovaCap and their their role in all of this. And then I've got one one other question after that I want to spring on you and see what you think of it. So. All right. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no problem. NovaCap uh, Nova invested in, in Nitrex becoming a majority shareholder in 2015. Um, so Novacap is a leading private equity firm in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. 
and the, the way they they are they are basically composed of operators, uh, so people who've worked or managed companies, and uh, a, a lot of them are part of Novacap team. So it's a really good partner for Nitrex because um, obviously they are interested in the operations. Um, mm-hmm. They get involved when needed, but you know they leave enough enough space to the management to, to maneuver. So, so so far, um, I mean, and they were obviously instrumental behind the deal uh, with with GM Enterprises and other deals uh, potentially to come. So, right. um, so so far, it's a very very good partnership. Uh, good. Well, it's more than a partnership, actually. That's uh, there yeah. there are major shareholders. Yeah, right. So right right. Now, do they have a fifty one plus? If you don't mind me asking it. Oh yes. Yeah, is there a majority shareholder? Yeah, yeah majority yeah, yeah. shareholder. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. all right. So, so it gives, yeah, it gives no. us access to, yeah, another advantage. Maybe sorry to cut you off. Um, no, no, no problem. Yeah, uh, gives us another advantage is you know the, within their portfolio of companies, uh, you know they they invest in in different companies and uh, and you know we are working with some of them actually in in some R and D projects uh, to. To develop further capabilities for uh-huh. for Nitrex, so so it's been a good marriage so far. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. So here's the question I want to bring on you. It's a very I've got a sm- big smile on my face because it's not a hard question to answer, but it's I just like getting a little bit more on the personal side of things. So let me ask you this: You know, you've been with Nitrex a year, right? What what? It's a two part question. What is it that excites you most about mm-hmm. the the future? Okay. And then, secondly, mm-hmm. what is it that's keeping you up at night? In the sense of, in the sense of, what are you worrying about? Yeah. Well, first, let's let's start with the uh, the easiest one, the first one. So, uh, yeah. while it's a global company, tremendous potential uh, for growth. Um, uh-huh. It's an amazing products, um, good reputation. Um, uh, so solid people on board. So I think there's a good recipe here and lots of knowledge in the company. Um, you know, sometimes even, you know, uh, not uh, great potential to be better known for to to uh, to the OEMs uh, mm-hmm. because of the knowledge and metallurgy in this company and heat treating. Uh, you know, people can go way beyond just selling a product. So lots of potential. So that mm-hmm. that excites me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, having a global team, you know, a company of that size in the heat treating business, there, there are not that many. So, um, so, so yeah, so that's very exciting. Um, right. things keep keeping me up at night. Um, well, I, I think we should always remain alert and agile with what's going on in the market. And not, uh, so not that it's keeping me up at night, but when we go through, uh, through challenges like we're going right now, uh, we need to move at a faster pace on 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 many initiatives, and that's why uh, we are launching or we have launched multiple initiatives. Some I shared with you here. Um, so that's part of remaining agile. So uh, so it's good uh, it's good to to be challenged, and it's good to stay always on the edge um, because the market is is changing and it's. Uh, uh, it forces us to to adapt right and fast so right, right. so uh, so yeah. I like that actually um, you know my management team like it uh, they like to be 
to, to you know to they don't like to be in the comfort zone so i think right. i i think yeah i think it's going pretty well i think i think the key takeaways is i would like your readers readers uh listeners to be um to remember nitrax as a solutions provider um uh-huh. going beyond uh the, the the sale of a products uh, we can we can get involved and help customers solving complex problems uh, engineering problems right and and that is uh, that that is how we want to show uh, present the company to, to the market and our customers that's one of the reasons we rebranded um, so so no I think we covered most of it um, Doug, okay. I appreciate, uh, appreciate your interest in our company and your time. So, uh, sure, no problem. And that brings us to the end of our time. Doug, I want to thank you for your interest and your time today. It was a pleasure to talk and, and, and meet with you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heat Treat Radio and learned something new about Nitrex and how the company has been able to successfully rebrand itself. If you would like to contact Jean-Francois Cloutier, you can email me personally at doug at heattreattoday.com and I'll be sure to put you in touch with Jean-Francois. If you are looking for more Heat Treat tips and technologies, you can find more Heat Treat radio episodes at www.heattreattoday.com slash radio. You can also type Heat Treat Radio into your web browser and you, you should see us pop up first thing. Please reach out to me at my email, doug at heattreattoday.com, if you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for future podcasts. We love hearing new ideas. Additionally, if you would like to be a sponsor of a future podcast on Heat Treat Radio, please send a message to my email so we can get in touch. Again, that's doug at heattreattoday.com. In the podcast, we mentioned that young heat treater who is making a difference in the industry. As a reminder, if you or someone you know are under 40 years of age and are making waves in the heat treat industry, be sure to head over to heattreattoday.com to nominate yourself for our annual 40 Under 40 Award. We want to recognize you, and this only takes a minute of your time. Simply Bing or Google Heat Treat Today and our magazine will be one of the first few results. We look forward to seeing the next generation of leaders. You can also jump to www.heattreattoday.com slash 40 under 40 nominate to nominate someone. And special thanks goes to the Metal Treaty Institute for their support of Heat Treat Radio. If you're looking for quality online heat treat training, MTI's Online Heat Treat Academy is the place to start. And don't forget, Furnaces North America, the leading North American heat treat event produced by MTI. Find out more by going to www.heattreat.net or www.furnacesnorthamerica.com. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advance written permission from Heat Treat Today. Jonathan Lloyd of Butler, Pennsylvania is the talented audio producer of this podcast. He also created and mixed most of the music that you hear on the podcast. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm your host, Doug Glenn. Thanks for listening.